0: John may have wanted some nice things. But these nice things, these comfortable things, would have led him to being comfortable. I already said it. I was trying to, like, drop the ball. (laughs) But all of these things that we think we want and all these things that we want, they make us comfortable. And maybe too comfortable, I would say. Right? If John was always comfortable, he would probably have not fulfilled his calling with as much intensity and urgency as he did, because one thing that I'm continually learning through even scandals of people and passes and whatever the case may be, is that there is something incredible about intensity when you're uncomfortable. Like I think of intensity as as a fire that purifies when you don't have all the things that you want this uncomfortability sorry guys the camera went off of me but um when i think about intensity <clears throat> are you good all right when you think about in- when i think about intensity i think of it as a fire that purifies when you're constantly uncomfortable let me say the reason why we may feel sometimes no wait was it Oh, I skipped it. The third thing, I'll say maybe the fourth thing now. The fourth thing we need to understand is that as a messenger, as a messenger, you're constantly going to have to be uncomfortable. If you're seeing that there is frustrating things going around you, if you're not having what you want, if you're not, if you don't have if everything is not going as planned, remember that Paul, if I'm not wrong, had a thorn in his flesh. That God refused to take out. Why did God refuse to take out that thorn in the flesh? Why did He say, I'm not gonna take it out? Because he needed John to be in a constant place of uncomfortability. Why? Why what is so bad about comfort? Comfort takes away humility, and comfort takes away need. And without need, we're not desperate. Without desperation, we're doing it as an option. It's an option to know God. It's until you're in Job's position that you have nothing, that that intensity purifies. And it reveals where you truly are, what you truly are, who you truly are. Uncomfortability. like I hear this quote that says, um, you never know a man until he's angry. And um, not a quote, but people say it. And it's true. You never know a man when, until, he, until you see him angry, then you know the kind of man that he is. Why? Because uncomfortability brings out our true nature. Uncomfortability brings out our true nature. Our true nature. Uncomfortability purifies. It burns out. And if you do it right... If you let God use you while you're uncomfortable, unimaginable things happen. Not only for you, but for the people around you. But uncomfortability is needed. And that's why as a messenger, you're going to have to be uncomfortable constantly. And good news is, if things are frustrating around you... Hold on, something in my eye... Good news is, if you're seeing that there's things that are frustrating, that's probably a good sign that you're uncomfortable. And if you're uncomfortable, you're in the right place. You're not supposed to be comfortable. That's not what we're called to. We're not called to millions and and thousands of dollars. If that is what you've been called to, amazing. But not everyone is called to that. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Y'all understand what I'm going with this? We're not all called to the same thing. That's why you have to know where God is calling you. So you can know what's needed of you. We talked about intensity. And that's the first that's the last thing that I want to say. The fourth thing that we need to understand as a messenger is that intensity increases influence. That one the Holy Spirit dropped, and I was like, that is insane. When you look at how intense John was taking this thing, like this man is in the desert. Okay, he is wearing camel's hair and a belt of leather. I mean, y'all understand what I'm saying? Like, he is baptizing people in the water. Like, he leaving there, his feet... Like, let's actually think about this. This man is baptizing people in the water. When he leaves, he's going to pick up all the dust in his feet. This is such a sight, but listen. He's picking up all the dust in his feet, and he's that's uncomfortable. Have y'all ever had sand in your feet, in your shoes? wet you think this man had a towel he said let me go let me let me go he had camel's hair for clothes but people saw how intense he was living his life how uncomfortable it was and that is what influenced them see i always say this but the standard that you're setting for other people is a standard that you have to carry times 10. Meaning by the time people are here, by the time people ha- are here, let me say it in Swahili, by the time, you need to be over here. You understand what I'm saying? You need to be over here. You should never be at the same level. That's a secret. That's a, that's a, that's a secret code I just gave you. But the only reason why they took him seriously is because John was taking it seriously. He was taking himself seriously. But you cannot tell people to take you seriously if you're not taking yourself seriously. It's that simple. It's a hard truth. But you have to live to that standard. And that is how it impacts you, it also transforms you. You have to be a woman and a man of integrity, especially in these days. These are crazy days. Okay. People judged his commitment Off of how he was living his life They wanted to corroborate The message he was giving You have to adhere You have to adhere to the standard You set for everyone else So if people really want to know If you're about that life They will look at your life And try to measure I'll give you an example When I did the singleness series Everything I told y'all it was times 10 for me when i was saying all these things about singleness that i was not even giving anybody the benefit of the doubt like i'm not giving you the like you show me your colors that's it you're done If I'm saying I'm not talking nobody for a year straight, I'm not doing nothing. I'm focusing on me. That's exactly what I did. But again, I knew my life was not my own. I knew that at some point this was for someone else. So I did it with the mindset that my life is not my own. And if you do everything in your life with the mindset, my life is not my own. Not only does it bring freedom, it brings joy. Because you understand the bigger picture that this is not just about me it's not just about me my goodness the fifth no let me actually dwell on intensity and influence intensity increases influence intensity increases influence intensity increases influence. If you're not living your life to the intensity that you're supposed to, because remember, intensity purifies. Uncomfortability purifies. It brings out your true nature so that your true nature can be transformed. If you're not being transformed, do not expect people to be transformed. We got to be one plus one equal two over here. No, I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it because that's not what the Holy Spirit want me to say. <laughs> Anyways. Fifth and final thing you're going to have to understand as a messenger of God is that you are going to look crazy. You're going to look stupid. Like people are going to look at you like, what is she doing? What, what is this? Makes no sense. What, like, who, who does she think she is? Right? Who does she think she is that she doesn't care about what I think about her? Hmm. I'll give you guys a quick story before I finish because I'm almost done. But I was in high school, I was in grade 10, and I was in my music class, and there was this particular guy. He was a little white boy. Now, listen, I, no, I'm not even going to say that. He was a little white boy. With blue eyes. He was like popular whatever. And I didn't like him because he was a jerk. I thought he was a jerk. So there I am minding my business in class. And we had like a, I think like a activity. And we started fighting. Because we started getting into it. Because he was being mean. He was being mean. And this was like, in yeah, grade 10. And I'm like, bro, leave me alone. Like, why? Like, like just stop. Like, leave me alone. And he's like... And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care what you think about me. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Blah, 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 blah. And he was like, well, you should care what I think about you. I was like, excuse me. What? That was the first time I knew that people actually want you to care. Like, like subconsciously, people want to have that kind of power over you. But when you sit there and you're like, I don't care what people think about me. It's intimidating because you make people feel like I don't need you. And you don't. You do not need any validation from people. All that you need is the Lord's validation. The Lord's acceptance. That is it. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 27 says, Instead, God chose things the world considers foolish. In 1 Corinthians 1 verse 27, it says, Instead, God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. Okay, okay, let's rewind. God chose the things, God chose what looks foolish. He chose he chose can we sit on that god chose what looks foolish meaning you're gonna look stupid and this is why the this is this is where sorry this is where the fear of man comes in i read a book i'm reading a book right now called the reset and at one point it talks about purity and it says that for purity to truly be pure it costs something True purity costs something. True love costs something. When you think about worship, right? And you think about we I know we all have a person in church. Well, I don't know if you guys, but I go to a church and there's always this one lady who is the loudest in the room. Like she pours out her heart. She doesn't care about what people think or what they will say. She cares less about what she sounds like because she's not a singer but the way she pours out her heart and i read that book and it said the one who who's who who gave the cost of self-respect and and self you know looking like she knows what she's doing it's more time it's more likely that god felt loved by that because it came at a cost came at a cost of her self-respect Your cost as a messenger is to look crazy. You think John didn't look crazy in camel's hair? and a belt of leather? Eating locusts and wild honey while people were eating goats? Slaughtering chickens? You're going to have to go outside of the norm. You were never called to the norm anyways. You're going to look stupid. But if you're looking stupid for the Lord, God's going to use what looks foolish to shame the wise. And he chose the things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. He chose the things that are powerless to shame those that are powerful. Let me tell y'all something. As we're finishing, God's thoughts are not our thoughts, and his ways are not our ways. So we do not have the responsibility to know what he's doing. We don't have the responsibility to put ourselves in places. That is his work. And I don't know about you, but that is actually very relieving. Because all I know that I need to do is sit here and be loved by Jesus and love him back and prepare. The only one who should define what is wise when God calls you somewhere is God not man and not society. You have to ask yourself, what is the cost of my message? What is the thing that I'm scared to do, but I know that God is calling me to do? Because that's the cost. If you need to let go of control, the cost of where you're going is control. If you need to let go of self-idolization, the cost of where you're going is self-idolization. If you need to let go of materialistic, A materialistic mindset. The cost of where you're going is a materialistic mindset. But if you don't allow God to change you, he's not going to force his way in. And all you're going to do is delay your own destiny. Because like I said, God doesn't need man. The fact that he's using us is for us. Not for him. Because that's the magnitude of his love. That is the complicated love of his But so simple at the same time. Is that we don't understand why he does what he does. But he does it anyways. As I finish. I'm going to finish with what we have control over. What can we do? What is in our control? What can we prepare? We can prepare our consistency. We can prepare our discipline. We can prepare our emotional intelligence. We can prepare our humility, and we can prepare our love. Notice, none of these things cost money. None of these things cost you anything. They may cost you your selfishness, your self-idolization, your self-validation, your validation from people. They may cost you opinions. But we can prepare our level of consistency at something How are we stewarding something that God has placed in our lives currently? Look around you. Ask yourself, what have you given me that I'm not stewarding, that you need me to steward? What is it that I need to prepare that I'm not preparing? Because I promise you there is something. If it's not character, it's something physical. If it's not physical, it's something mental. If it's not mental, it's something emotional. We need to prepare our discipline. How are we managing our lives? What are we doing with our time? Who are we becoming every day? Because your becoming is not the person that you want to be, the person that you're thinking you could be. Your becoming is your everyday habits. That is your becoming. You can think and hide behind that mask of one day I'm going to do this. But as long as you're not doing it, you're never going to be it. So that's just a fantasy. That's a dream without a vision. That's a dream without a plan. And a dream without a plan, a vision not written down, is just a dream. A dream without a plan is just a dream. A dream without a plan is just a wish. I wish I had this. You have to actually apply these things. Emotional intelligence. Now, some of us, we need to work on our attitudes. We need to work on our anger. We need to work on our sensitivity. We are not protecting our hearts. We're letting everything affect us. We're letting everything take away our peace, our joy. We can't even stay happy for one day because we're already already thinking about all the things we haven't done. But we haven't appreciated ourselves for what we just did. Hmm. How do we react when things are not going our way? Are you still gentle? Or do you use your anger as an excuse to call people different names and, and, and tell people who they're not and, and, oh, you've always been this? That's where your true character is shown. It's when things are not going your way. Who are you? Because when things are going our right, way, we're all happy, right? Humility and love. I always talk about humility as being one of the biggest virtues. One of the most important virtues that we need to have. And love. How do you love? Love is selflessness. Love is giving. That is what love is. That is what it means. So as we finish, because I'm way past overdue and I need to go, I want y'all to reflect on what we just talked about today. And um, being that I'm going to be uploading two weeks, um, every two weeks, I think it's important that I give, I give us. I give you guys and me more time to marinate on this. Because just as much as I'm talking to you, I'm trying to do the same thing. All of this intensity that I'm speaking with (laughs) is directly related to me. I'm looking at myself in the mirror every day. And so we're in this together. But this new year, don't let this year go to a waste. Don't dwell on things that the Lord has already forgiven you for. Don't sit in places you're not meant to be. Don't negotiate with temptation. It's hard, yes. Are we human? Yes. But if you let God lead you, he will take you to places you never believed you could be. (sighs) Time to come back down. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for being amazing, an amazing audience. Thank you for being so patient with me. This year, I'm really, 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 going to come out of my shell in a lot of different ways and i'm just so grateful to have your support um and i love you guys thank you truly (laughs) thank you for everything that you're doing and even your personal walk with god is a gift to me you doing the things that you need to do you becoming you dwelling you resting in him is a gift to me So with that being said, I will see you guys in the next two weeks. I love y'all so much. And I will see you guys very, very soon. Bye.